Welcome to After the Checkered. Josh, do you know how the Italian chef died? Do I want to answer this? He passed away. Oh. That's a little dad joke in honor of the Italian Grand no, Prix. No, 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 I get that. It was like the Italian was the pasta. We had the Italian Grand Prix. You make a lot of dad jokes. Right, I'm Coy. He's Josh. Let's get at it. Yeah, like you said, this is After the Checkered, a weekly F1 podcast. Maybe like a weekly dad joke podcast at this point. It's a, I'm it's not a sure. weekly, yeah. Weekly F1 nonsense podcast. Yeah, where we always open with a uh, a clever dad joke that I feel like Koi just sits around and he like writes it or thinks it and then he giggles about it for a week and he's like, can't wait to drop this one. Every time I do, I'm like, I, I do, I giggle to myself. Like a little <laughs> kid, like. <laughs> yeah, your wife just sees it and you're like, don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. No, she knows, she knows I make crazy dad jokes and she lo- she's, she's both annoyed and like she thinks they're hilarious, but also like. Well, that's the thing. I make the dad jokes. My wife, you know, she acts annoyed, but I know she enjoys them. Right. Because I, it, she always smiles, mm-hmm. and it makes my daughter laugh, so that's all that matters. Right. The kids love them. That's why I do them. Yeah. Well, I, I sometimes like them. Sometimes. You should. They're fun. I know. I just They're don't want to accept it. No. I, right. You, you, you're in denial. I'm in you're, denial. You're in denial you're right. of your love for the dad jokes, <laughs> and it's okay to love the dad jokes. I'm still going to deny it. Good. I don't blame you. Yeah. It, uh, blame you. That's fine. I can't give in. How was your Labor Day? My Labor Day was, uh, it was fun. It was fun. Went down to the lake. um, Now, when you say the lake, you mean the Ozarks. Lake of the Ozarks, yeah. Because the the rest of us lake goers know the lake is Table Rock. See, I've noticed that here in in St. Louis, and I feel like that is not, I mean, based on the amount of people that I see down at the lake, it's Lake of the Ozarks. It is not Table Rock. Have you been to Table Rock? Yes, I have been to Table Rock. And you know it's the Superior Lake. It is the Superior Lake if you don't want to be around a mass of people yes so basically so, so if you're superior, under 30 right so the superior lake yeah if you're over 30 i, it's I the think the lake. fishing down there is a lot better on table rock uh, oh yeah I, I have i have fished table rock i have stayed there a, a good buddy of mine is his dad used to have a house well uh, but like with table there. rock all in that area you have table rock tanny como bull shoals you got right. a bunch of great fishing right. you can't even go up to like the james river there's yeah. a lot of good fishing. Taney Como's got great, uh, great, you know, their, their trout fish. They call it like the... Um, it's a little it's cold. Like, well, it's cold, but they have they have like amazing giant rainbow trout there that look like footballs and they look just goofy because that's where a big trout hatchery is. But also like people feed those trout and they just look, they look off. Well, you know, the, the big hatchery is right at the dam right. that separates right. Table Rock to Tandy right. Como. Right. They love the hatchery. And then also right there on Tandy Como is Branson Landing. So people feed them yep. and they go downstream. But yeah. They go downstream. They, that's like where three or like the top like 10 rainbows in the state have been caught is oh, yeah. Tandy Como. But, oh, yeah. Good fishing. Uh, yeah. No, fishing okay, is okay at the lake. I mean, it's, it's whatever. There's some decent catfish there, but, you know, decent bass. We did, I caught, caught a lot of crappie at the dock, but that was sure. about it. So I went to the other lake. I went to yep. Table Rock. How was yours? How was um, your weekend, sir? So it was good. Um, you know, got a got a new jet ski. Oh yeah. Uh, so my father in law, uh, when he passed away, left us his jet ski. Um, it is a 2017 Sea with a supercharged engine, makes about 230 horsepower. Ooh. So I get a you know first night down there, I get uh, some calm water. It's right before dusk. Still legal driving it. Never driven this thing in sport mode. Put it in sport mode, hammer the gas, nose pops completely up on I'm me, sure, yeah. and I'm literally looking up at the sky. 
Uh, I thought that this this thing was going to flip over on me. I, I get it back down. I ease on the throttle. And before, um, and we, I don't, where I'm at is not a deep cove. Before I'm like five docks past, I went from zero to 72. Wow. And I started hitting rough water. And I was like, I can't hit this going this yeah. fast. So I had to back off of it. Yeah. So I think there's more in it. I think I can get it over 75. I think with some performance parts, I can get it over 80. Um, if my wife listens to this, she's already told me no. But right. sometimes I, you know, maybe the Amazon order comes and then it's like, well, it's already here. It can't, right. it's a hassle to return it. Yeah. You don't want, I mean, yeah, you got you to take it to the, to, to Coles. Coles you don't want to Yeah. No. And like, no one wants to do You don't yeah. want to do that. Yeah. I mean, you might just throw this part. So I was, I was giving people rides on it. Uh, my mom was terrified by it. My dad got on it. He came back and he just said, holy crap, that's fast. Um, my brother was on the boat and his son, my nephew, was like, let's race. And my brother was like, we, we don't want that. And I was gone. <laughs> yeah. So fun toy. Um, you know, we got to use the jet skis. Very bittersweet, though, because, you know, obviously my father-in-law, Absolutely. he passed away and uh, let those for us. So, um, I, you know, I know he's happy that we're enjoying him. But also it's, uh, like I said, very bittersweet that we do have them because of, sure. of what happened. So um, a little emotional weekend, but they went to good use. Good. We had fun on him, and I know that's what he would want. So, that's so it was good. good. It was good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. That fast on the water, man. I mean, I I don't think I've ever been that fast. I I, I dated a girl once in college who had a, a super fast jet ski, but it wasn't. And she it was, was that fast pond. on the water. Oh no, it was on a it was on like a pond that they had built, and it was not very big, but that thing could go like seventy miles an hour. I remember getting it up to that and thinking, "This is insane," because it was like as soon as it gets up to that, you have to cut it. And really, and, and let go of the throttle because you ran out of water, basically. Oh yeah. So and actually, it, yeah. Right, was, right. When I put this in the water, I get it off the uh, the trailer. I go out to the far side. If you're familiar with Table Rock, it's outside of Kimberling City, and there's a bluffs area right by there that usually they block the wind. You get some smooth water. So I get on it, and I'm not in sport mode, and I get up to about 60, 65. And I go right past a boat and don't even think about it. And I slow down because there's some boat traffic coming and I peel off. I turn around and it's a water patrol. Yeah. And, you know, there's no speed limit on the water. Sure. But I'm like, you know what? He could give me a ticket for driving like an idiot or whatever. So I go back by doing about 30 or 40 and I'm looking at the guy and he just looks up, gives me a big thumbs up. And I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. You got to, you always got to watch the, uh, you got to watch the water patrol. That was that's the thing at the, at the Lake of the Ozarks. I mean, honestly, on the weekends at Lake of the Ozarks, especially the holiday weekends, it's such a disaster down there. Well, and that's the thing. Boating too. is not fun. Yeah, that's why Table Rock. You know, it still gets crowded, but like Ozarks can be borderline dangerous. To go oh, I mean, holiday it weekends. is dangerous. Yeah. So Table Rock, though, it gets crowded, but you can still go out and have fun. You know, you right. get up in the morning or the evening, and and you can go ski, wakeboard. You can drive your boat, and you're going to be fine. You know. There's times on the Ozarks, though, if you don't have a certain size boat, you're just getting thrashed. Right. But Right. Yeah, certain size, a certain type. Yeah, you have to have a really deep hole or else you're just done. And it's it's just not fun. You know, I mean, I, I enjoy hanging out with friends and family, that stuff. It's a lot of fun, but that's really what I do there. Right. Yeah, and, you know, my my, um, my in-laws, they had a place at, at the Ozarks, so we did go there and enjoy it. Um, I will say, if you're wanting to go into town and get, like, dinner or, like, you know, they do all sorts of fun car cruises and, like, on the strip down there, Ozarks is where it's at. But if you're oh, looking yeah. for a more relaxing, laid-back weekend, Table Rock is definitely Yeah, it. Table Rock's a move. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. And there's a, there's a couple big developments going in down there. Like, Osage Beach has got this, yeah. like, 
300 million dollar entertainment development that's going on like it, right on the wall it looks it's sick, nuts but it's just going to add to the chaos it is it's going to add to the chaos and eventually what will happen is it'll go through this I, I think that the show ozark has caused that and it <laughs> seems like a lot of celebrities have moved down there i know blake shelton and gwen stefani have how they have a house down brad there. pitt's got a house there brad pitt's got a house down there there's you know there's millionaire's cove which is nothing anymore that was forever that was a big thing but now it's i mean every house along the, the yeah. water is a million dollars and it is you just use monstrosity houses and and you know i mean they're awesome they're really cool but yeah it's it's just it's, it's nuts, and you've got these huge boats, and they put off giant wakes, and really it's like a bathtub because you've got exactly what – it's exactly like what Table Rock is, except that they allow you to build houses there because it's like it, you just have bluffs on each side, and so the, the wakes from these boats will just rebound off of the bluffs and cause huge wakes that come across the channel. Yeah, and that's the big difference at Table Rock is that they don't let you build. It's very hard to build right on the shoreline. you got to build far yeah. away because the Corps, Corps of Engineers still owns it. Yeah, Corps of um, Engineers won't let you build. Yeah, yeah you have won't. to build up, up on top of the hills. You can't build on the water. Yeah, and if you do, you paid a lot of money mm-hmm. or your grandfather did. But right. Anyway, we've, we've talked like – nine minutes now about about lake talk so we can we can move on we haven't even got to beers on the podcast we, we have we had, not we had delicious beers on the podcast we do we so are there. I've, I've moved on to my second beer but you brought over the uh the single origin imperial stouts from four hands these are oh, incredible yeah. found um, those in my found those in my uh pantry and thought you know what these, dude, these are, good are so beers. good They're and it's so good also probably one of the coolest cans it is like it is. it's got the skull and it's got a map on it like it yeah. used to be a bottle they used to put these in bottles they had this and then the they had like a blueberry version of this which this is but i think that the regular just version is a little bit better but well i think yeah. they got rid of the blueberry one and uh it's a purple label now is in a bottle and i think they aged that for longer and oh, really? i want to say that they get, um, what's the bourbon barrels that they age in? I think that's what that purple one is now. But they got rid of the blueberry thing. Okay. I but didn't know that. That yeah. one is still in bottles. And you can still get this in bottles. It's uh, it's just harder to find. Because now they do yeah. the four packs. Yeah. 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 That's what, And that's when I got it. Yeah. So good, man. Can't yeah. beat a single origin. But, you know, it's September. It's Missouri. Uh, so here come the pumpkin beers. The Oktoberfest. So many. It's too early. It's too early. Um. My thought is, I think I've only had like one or two good pumpkin beers. You know, I will. I don't have like them. I that. and every year, every year, I'm not going to name names, but if you listen to this podcast, and every year you get me a four pack of the ill repute pumpkin stout, please stop. Just I'm, get me a straight stout. You know what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring those ill reputes. I have I have like two ill reputes. No, because if if you bring them over, you have to drink them too. They're not they're not bad. They're just. They're not good. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's got a weird flavor to it. You know, I like one pumpkin beer, and I have not had it in several years. I might get it this year. O'Fallon's pumpkin beer. Well, they're that's um, the only one that they, I. Like. I was just gonna say O'Fallon's is is the the only one that I really like. Schlafly's is okay. It's okay. Yeah. Um, forehands, they try to do too much. Yeah. It's it's mixed with the stout and the pumpkin. It's just I don't know. My my thing is is like I don't want to drink you know, six or, you know, how many, six pumpkin beers. I want to have one, maybe two during the fall and that's it. I don't want to, you know, so I like to, you know, I'll go to, I'll go to, you know, the liquor store and buy a mixed six pack and I'll maybe pick one or two pumpkin beers. I'll pick a a Schlafly or an O'Fallon. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Because I I just don't want, I don't need them all. 
I will say though, I think uh, Oktoberfest beers, I like those better than pumpkin oh, beers. Yeah. Uh, Sam Adams actually has a good Oktoberfest beer. Great Oktoberfest. And I normally don't like a lot of Sam Adams beers, but theirs is great. Yingling's Oktoberfest is really good. Um, there's another one I just had that was pretty good, but usually, like I said, don't like the Sam Adams, but theirs is pretty good. Theirs is top notch. I love, uh, love UC local breweries. I love UCBC's Ocats. That's a great beer. Used to have the coolest can because it, you could peel the entire top off of the can. Oh, that's dope. And it basically was like a, a glass, you know? Um, I don't know if they still do that. I don't think that they do. Um, I actually have a few of those in my fridge, I think. Uh, the other one that makes it really good is, um... Oh, Civil Life makes a really good October. Oh, Civil Life does, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Yingling second, I second Yinglings and I second Sam Adams. They both make great Oktoberfest beers. Yeah, and I was kind of going more of like if I went down like the more of the craft brewery. I think there's a lot of good craft beers in St. Louis that make them. I was kind of going more mainstream. More page. Yeah, I get that. Sorry, you, you yawning? I'm yawning, dude. I'm fucking yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yawning and an F bomb. Yeah, just dropping them all. Hey, hey. I, I get what you're saying, though. More mainstream. Can't control it, man. You got to watch the F-bombs. One more, and I got to mark this explicit. Hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop them. Just gonna, Ew, I'm wisely. sure it's going to happen. Choose wise. All right, before we get into F1 talk, um, football season. College football kicked off, and yep. we got the Chiefs-Lions game on right now. Yep. Um, I think you and I both agree that we like college football better. Oh, absolutely. Um, Far superior. NFL. I do NFL's like NFL. Fun. I know. NFL's fun because of fantasy football. That's the way I look at it. I'm also, you know, I don't even know how to say what team I support. What? You're what, a what, fan. what team do you support? Uh, NFL team? Or do you even, like, have a favorite oh, no, team? I'm a Bronco fan. I'm a Oh, you are. That's right. You got the Broncos hat. Okay. Yeah. I'm so, because you, you and I immediately bonded when we first met because of our hate for the Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. So, I am a Raiders fan. Um, I was a Rams fan. And then when they left, um, I've always been, like, a... a behind the scenes Raiders fan just with it's a long story we don't need to get into it so when the Rams left I was like all right I'll, be, I'll become a Raiders fan so you and I hit it off right yeah, away I was never yeah that's I was never I never liked the, I actually couldn't stand the Rams for years love the Rams could not stand them there was a there was a Monday night game against the Broncos Brian Greasy quarterback I will never forget the moment that I was like man f the Rams and it, it was like, Tory Holt and Isaac Bruce, or no, it was Tory Holt and Isaac Hakeem running down the sidelines, staring at each other on a on a touchdown. Like they, it was it was clear. It was majestic. It was against the Broncos on Monday night against I do Brian that. Greasy, Ed McCaffrey, Rod Smith, TD Trail Davis. Man, that those teams were. I love those teams. John so, Elway. So the St. Louis Rams. Loved them. Like, from when they got here and whenever that was, like, then 94. Yeah, that know. sounds about right. Until they left. I would go to games, even their last season, knowing that they were moving. I would still go because I was a fan. Um, I hate the owner. Hate yeah. the owner. Still oh, hate sure. the owner. I hate Stan. Um, at, you know what? That guy's just a scumbag. He's got the worst toupee in professional sports. Um, he was bad. Anyway, um but after they left, you know, everyone's like, well, you like the players. You should still root for them. I'm like, no, they're dead to me. I shouldn't say that. But, I but mean, no, I was, always, I was like, I'm done. I can't I can't support that I, after he took it away from St. Louis. St. Louis is a great sports town. And uh, and, and he, he painted them in a bad light because him and his, his buddy, uh, Jerry Jones, you know, they wanted to make more money. And uh, so I hope the Rams, you know, they did. It was painful to watch them win the Super Bowl. But I hope they ever, never yeah. have a winning season again. 
It was so bad. I, I'll tell you, man, I went to so many Rams games the last, like, probably five or six years here. And I would say, like, the grand total that I paid. And I probably, I mean, I probably went to 16 games over, you know, the course of four or five years. I mean, we would go all the time. Because you, if you knew what you were doing and dealing with the scalpers, you could pay $5 and go to the game. And that's what we did. So the thing is, everyone who, if you care about the NFL and you're outside of the St. Louis market, the the passion was never lost in St. Louis. No. But when you have, what was it, 11, 11 losing seasons right. in a row, it was like the first franchise in history that like, was that bad. And we're not talking about like going like seven and nine. No. They, they were, went like one and like over the, was a three-year stretch that they had three wins? Like, yeah, come they on, like so bad. Well, no they, other they would team make, has been that bad, and it was no. because it was trying to tank to get yeah, them to LA. They were so bad. They so. were so bad, and they were making terrible decisions draft wise and everything else. It was just, it was, it was awful. Well, we've we've gone off the rails. We're not an NFL podcast. We're not a football podcast. No, but not. I do want to bring up that the NFL season is kicking off. We got the Lions, yep. Chiefs. College football is underway. Love college football. You and I had a great conversation about the Pac-12 and that basically the Mountain West is going to become. Actually, you and I were playing out the scenarios of how the Pac-12 can be saved. And then we were looking up online and basically the Mountain West is doing what we thought, but their Mountain West is going to be the Pac-12. Right. The Mountain West will adopt the Pac-12. It's really crazy what's happened with the Pac-12. and, and you know, we're, not, we're not a college not, football podcast. You know what? Not, but, not, even, not even the Pac-12, but this is directly related to it, but I'm going to go on a rant. It's so stupid that there's two teams in California that could be joining the ACC, the Atlantic Coast Conference. Right. How can a California team be joining the Atlantic Coast Conference? I'm, I'm astounded so that they stupid. didn't get I, – I, I agree. I'm astounded that they didn't get invites from the Big, Tw- the Big Ten with Cal and Stanford because you already have U- USC and UCLA already going there. Or they didn't get an invite from the Big Twelve. Maybe they chose to go to the ACC over those. I don't know, but so so now I, yeah. the conferences they we've talked about it. They right. just need to go to football specific conferences for football and let the rest of them go back to the way they were, because the SEC is like middle of the country, you know, from like Texas up to the top of Missouri, and then like the straight line over yeah. and then down SEC with a couple of ACC teams. The ACC now is, you know, whatever. It's Atlantic yeah, it's Coast a, with some West Coast job. teams. Yeah, it's crazy. The, the Big 12, they're salvaging it. They're kind of like that mountain Midwest, time, Midwest yeah. mountain. Mid, yeah, Midwest west of the Mississippi Conference. And then the Big 10 is picking up the scraps, and now the Mountain West is like Montana and Idaho. Yeah, it is. It's Montana. It's like the Pacific Northwest. You'll get a you get a few of the teams from California though in there too. Um, well, like what do you get? UC Berkeley. Yeah, you get some of the Rocky San Mountain Jose teams. State. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Real yeah. powerhouses there. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, that's another tangent. Wait, that we went UC down. Berkeley is Cal. Is it? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, UC Berkeley is Cal. Oh, UC Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara is what I'm thinking of. That's what I'm thinking of. UC Davis. UC... You know, that's that's what that's my Wait. point. It's Wait, all those random ass schools. What's the banana slugs? I don't know. UC. Well, there's UC Long Beach. There's, there's too many. UC Long Beach. Oh, it's the one that's like set. Like it's got one of the prettiest campuses in college sport. Or in college. We are not a football podcast, so we're going to move on. We could be a football co- 
podcast, though. I would do a football cup podcast after... Formula football. After... That's how right, we save the Pac-12. After we do um, UC Santa Cruz. It's UC Santa Cruz. So the, after the we do slugs. the roundhouse, the roadhouse After podcast. roundhouse. But I'm thinking that we need to pitch this Formula football to the Pac-12. I, it, it sounds cool. I have it no does. idea what's behind it. It's just a name. No, I, I like... That might save it. You know what? I think that that's how you save West Coast football. Formula football. Formula football. You make it crazy. Get Red Bull involved in some way, shape, or form. It's the old XFL in college football, and they right. don't play any other division. Right. And you get, you've get you got to get Red Bull involved. Okay. Somehow. All right. You get a hold of that dude that made Red Bull, and you make it involved, him involved in some All way, right. We'll book form. a flight to Austria on the company card. Do we have a company? Coming? No, I don't for think sure we, do. we, we for sure don't. We'll talk to my. I don't have an assistant either. No, All right, we, okay. We All right, well, anything. we got to work on that then. We we do. We we got to figure that out because so, that's, this is this is these are all great <clears throat> ideas. Yeah, Formula Football might be where it's at. Yeah, we got to combine Formula One with football. So maybe maybe. Uh, I don't know how we do that. Like maybe you each team gets a football. And you got to pass back and forth, and whoever's like so Red Bull would win because you just hand the ball off to Max and he's going to win, but. No, see, because then you'd get, like, Max would have the big target on his back, so then you'd get, like, Haas taking out, or you'd get, like, the, you get, like, Alfa Romeo, like, Joe Guan Yu, like, taking out Max. So is this, are we, are we going to put a football in a car for demolition Formula One? Is that what's happening? This is essentially, what we're talking about is essentially Rocket League, but a different version of it. With humans. With humans. Yeah. Right. Which Which I'm not opposed to. Rocket, I think, I think that would be How do you fun. think the insurance is going to work on that? Not. It's okay. Not, it's not going to. We'll think about that later. It's not going to. Well. I, yeah, I don't think insurance would work on any of that, honestly. We'll see. Right. TBD. TBD. Great ideas. We, hey, it you is, know what? We don't, let's ideas. not suppress it. Right. Uh, we'll we'll revisit this. We we'll revisit this. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, yeah, we're 20 minutes in, and um, I think the only did Formula even, One news that we talked about is that we mentioned we're a Formula One podcast. Right. Did we um, even have a race this weekend? We, we did. did. We did. It was the Monza GP, and I'm doing the hand logo because the, the track is in the shape of the Italian, like, that's a, you know. Yeah, the Italian hand. Italian you know, hand, like, yeah. Hey, culo, which is Italian for up your... Do I gotta mark that as an explicit podcast? No, because no, I like, didn't because I didn't say. But you know, Vafa Napoli. Which but you is like, said go to Napoli, said, go to Naples. Like, yeah. I'm gonna have to. Look, I gotta. I, I gotta know. Wikipedia to see it. This yeah. I have to mark this explicit now. If anyway, you see the Godfather. You know. All right. Well, the, you want to talk racing or watch Filippo and Zaghi do anything? May. Uh, yeah, we do. Okay. So the race was at Monza this past weekend. You want to hear yes. a fun fact about Monza? I do. On the race day, Monza opened exactly 101 years before. That's awesome. So it opened in 1922 on the same day the race was. So that is neat. Super cool. So much history there. That is an awesome, awesome track. It's so much fun. It's a good track. Um, One thing we didn't talk about. So last week we talked about uh, Ferrari's great livery. Mm -hmm. Their race suits look like a they look like imposter fake like Chinese, a like an yeah. etsy uh was it is it yeah uh, alibaba is that uh, what it was? yeah exactly yeah. dh gate yeah 
It looked um, like a DH gate Ferrari shirt that you would get. Like, like when you go to Soulard Market right. and they're like vent or authentic Ferrari gear. Yeah, and you're they're like, like oh, it's a Ferrari shirts. Oh yeah, sure they are. I think for me it was like the bottom, like the pants. It was. Like the pants. It was. It was. It, it was it, the it, pants, but also that like weird Ferrari in the yellow that the, was the written. cheap yellow. Yeah, yeah, it could right. have been cool. Anyway, right. so if they would have just like undone those changes and made it look like their normal race suits the cars looked great the cars looked great but alfa romeo's car looked better it did alfa romeo's livery it had the italian flag on the side that thing um i think that we agreed we were texting with somebody it was rated nc17 yeah um great Uh, yeah that car looked phenomenal too bad it didn't do well no it was actually really terrible it was terrible you're right it was it's okay don't be ashamed about grabbing a beer i'm not you always try to be like well i try to keep it quiet you know i don't know like let, the let three people that listen, if they want to hear me, you I, know. I think we got like 20, 25. Mm-hmm. Hell, there's like, I got countries on here that say they listen to us. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure they don't even like speak English in that country. They they must really like Roadhouse. About every time we mentioned, they're like, what, are the, what is this movie that these people are talking we about? We hashtag it. Maybe that's how we get it. I don't know. Well, hey, I mean. You know, Will Power likes the podcast, Will and you're wearing a Will Power shirt. I did, yeah. This is one of the like four shirts I bought at the IndyCar race. I, to I like it. I like it. But let's uh, let's get back to the race because that yeah. could have been another tangent. So qualifying, Ferrari looked great at their home track, even though they had a little drama. There was some concern early on for potentially failing to follow the race director instruction. Turned out to be nothing, but Ferrari looked good. Yeah, um, they did. I think the big news out of qualifying was that carlos science grabs the pole it was i mean when i i mean you you know what's going to happen throughout the race but yeah the fact that the ferraris were good enough to beat max to a pole i had a feeling ferrari would be really good not even that so carlos gets the pole max second leclerc third yeah so you got a ferrari sandwich there uh g russ and fourth present fifth but what I said last week, my bold prediction was that I said that the well, my my initial prediction was that science was going to do well, mm-hmm. and then I got rid of it because my bold prediction was neither Ferrari finishes the race, and I said which means they're going to do incredible. Yeah, right. And yeah. Uh, immediately they, they started yeah. off great. They um, really did. I, it was. I, mean, they, yeah, I they think. Had... It, I think it was probably Ferrari one of one of the best weekends Ferraris had in the past two seasons. It was the best race that they've had since. Uh, I'm trying to think of the last race they won. They won last year. It was the best race they had since last year when they were actually oh, yeah. like winning races in a consistent basis. Sure. I, I mean, they were right there, and they were they were they were right there. Now, uh, granted, a lot of that is this track and the fact that this track suits the their sort of car style, but also well, the I, fact that I they mean, were right there. Yeah. Yeah, you can't control that. Um, another driver that looked great in qualifying, Alex Albon. He's he's been sneaky good. I, I got more notes on him later um, okay. with his points and how he finished, but that he had a good qualifying. Like Absolutely. qualifying yeah. sixth is pretty damn good. That's phenomenal. I mean, the Williams Williams has been over the last probably five weeks. Williams has snuck up to become the best of like the bottom tier teams uh, by yeah. far, and they're and really talking about pay, talking about outpacing some of the mid tier. Well, teams. I mean, you talk about the the bottom tier teams. I mean, I think that they are they're kind of in like their own little category because right. they're better than the Haas. They're sure. better than the Alfa Romeos. Yep. I think that at this point they're better than the um, Alfa Tories, oh, but yeah, then sure. they're not quite 
McLaren. Yeah, they're not. Aston they're not, Martin. Yeah, they're not that level. You know, Ferrari. They're yeah. not there, even though in the driver standings they're close to a couple of the uh, McLaren drivers. But they're weird. They're kind of like in a weird limbo right now because they're like better than those bottom ones, but they're not quite in the Formula One point five. So it's it's weird for them. But um, you know what? It's better than seeing the. We've talked about Williams and our our. Right. We love Williams. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm powerhouse down to what they are now. So right. Um, you know, it, it's it's we, we like to see this, but they're just like in a weird spot right now because they really don't compete with anybody. They like pretty much just themselves, right? You know, yeah, the, and they have two drivers who can put it put it you know sort of up towards the top. Uh, you know, Sargent's having a, a, a for for Sargent who's having a better year than you would think. Albon, I think, is might well, be driving himself into a bigger a so bigger drive in two years. Logan Sargent is having a resurgence mid mid season Mm -hmm. he started off very rough yeah and he's kind of finding his own and i think you talked about that at the beginning of the season is that sergeant is going to have a bad start sure but middle to the end of the year we're going to start see big improvements and we're seeing that right now um other news that i have uh right after qualifying in an interview uh max was doing an interview a lot of the fans in italy were booing him uh, I thought this was super classy. Leclerc was out there trying to get the fans to stop booing during the interview, calming them down, quieting the crowd. Um, just classy from from Chucky. All, all class from Chuck. I don't expect anything different from a guy named Chuck Leclerc. No, Chuck Chuck brings a class. Yeah, I, I think that he probably flashed the bush lights on the inside I'm of that sure knockoff race suit, and they're like, all right, Chucky means business. Yeah, he does. Chucky's you know, getting upset. Right. Chucky's getting very upset. All right. Um, anything else on qualifying? Uh, no, no, I didn't get to watch a ton of qualifying. I was, I kind of was following it on my phone uh, while we were at the lake. But yeah, I saw the uh, saw that you know the Ferrari taking pole, and I thought this is phenomenal. But it, it's it, but also like it sucks because you know it's not going to last. It lasted longer than I thought it, it was. Did. And it did. I guess this is a good time that we can get right into the race. Yeah, chat. we can get into the race. Yeah. So getting into the race day, uh, well, before the race even really started, we get on the formation lap and Yuki Sonoda. Yeah, poor Yuki. Engine failure. Um, he has to shut the car down. Delays the formation lap. Delays the start of the race. Not yeah, a, not a good start. No, and kind of an odd situation because because of where he uh, where the car sort of failed, they had to bring out a crane to carry the car off, and that delayed the. They had like two or three more formation laps, but in the process, they didn't let the. Usually, you they red flagged the race eventually. Usually, you'd expect the engineers and and the teams to be able to come out and sort of cool the cars down with their fans and whatever and and, and put the put, tire warmers right, on right put the like tire that. blankets on do this do that but they weren't like letting the teams out to the car out to the cars it was really well, weird they let them come out extremely late right like they, 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 they got into but it they held them back and right. they eventually did but then at that point they started the race so quickly i'm like did that even do yeah, anything yeah what was the point of that i i didn't quite get it well, I think that ended up having like one of the bigger impacts on uh, Mercedes because Hamilton started on hards, and I don't think that you know he was counting on that formation lap to get really no. aggressive. Um, I think they said that he his temperatures didn't get up to uh, like optimal temps until lap six. Right. Which yeah, if you're on those hards, that makes sense. It 
Does it change this outcome on the race? Probably not. I mean, they still finished. Mercedes still finished five and six, not getting too far ahead of it. But it could have had an impact. Right. We don't know. Um, so the race race starts. You know, science is on the pole. Carlos had a great start. He had a phenomenal start. Uh, I think you know Leclerc had a good start for him, considering. But well, not even not even Leclerc having a good start. I think George Russell had a great start, and Leclerc right. did a great defense right. on, and he on was able to Russell's hold attack. Off. Oh right. yeah, absolutely. And also Carlos Sainz, I think that he did a great job for did as much as he could to defend Max. Right. He did a great job defending Max, and really I think did. it was ultimately a matter of time before he would pass him, which. Carlos held him off for 15 laps, which was I mean, impressive. Yeah, nothing. I mean, really nothing. I mean, it was and he not only did he hold he held him off in the most, and he forced Max to make a really good pl- pass on the outside of Curva Grande, sort of wheel to wheel. It was really fun to watch, and yeah, I mean, you just but, he he forced Max to make a. Make a tough yeah. move, which is what you want to do if you're yeah. the, if you're the leader in it, and there's a faster car behind you. And and Carlos fought till the end. You know, he ended up locking up the tires, which I think played a part. But like sure. he he had to. But I want to go back to lap seven though. Um, Max made a really strong move into the first turn to pass Carlos, and mm-hmm. Carlos showed him zero respect. Oh yeah, Just Carlos was yeah gave him the metaphorical finger and held him back. And Max came on the radio and said that was naughty. Yeah, like those words, yeah. and it was. But well, it's it, it, it's so tough at Monza because right into that first turn, that first chicane there, there's so little room. This is the same. This is the same chicane where we saw Max and Lewis come together, twenty twenty one. Yeah, and, and you know Max Max's car ended up. It's such a high speed because you come off of you come off of Parabolica onto the front stretch, and and Parabolica, which is the the sort of the parabola shaped turn at the bottom you're you're flat out through parabolic and onto the front stretch and it's a long enough front stretch that you're flat out and these cars are reaching their very top speed and then it's a quick break down into a chicane a very tight chicane that's left right and there's really only room for one car Max did well to not, you know, to, to stay there, but to, to back yeah, out he, and he be patient, off, but, show that patience. And and I also want to clarify, I think Max's statement when he said that was naughty was like a kudos to right. Carlos. Yeah, he, wasn't, was like, he wasn't complaining. Yeah, it was more of like, was, yeah. all right, like that was legit. You know, I think that was yeah. a, a, a respectful comment from well, Max. Well, and, also, Carlos took the line. The only way that you can block a guy there is, I mean, Max obviously had more speed. You knew that he was going to be at least beside you going into that first turn but you take away the inside take away the inside make him have because there's only room for one car through that first turn through the first two turns really make him have to back off if you do that you can hold him in front of you and ultimately that's what he did he locked him up max when he got past he locked him up max had was able to get alongside him and then going around the the Curva Grande, which is the next those two big turns, Max was able to stay on the outside and then use that and get around him. That's I mean, really, kudos to Carlos there. Yeah. He did the best he could. Max so, is yeah. in a much faster car. So in, in my notes says lap fifteen. As soon as Max passes, I said, and that's the race. And it was. I mean, it was. It really um, was. We we did see some some battles going on. Was it uh, was it Leclerc and Russell that they both? Was it or was it Leclerc and Science where they both went off the track? Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, towards the end, I mean, Albon made a couple, made a, a great pass early on Piastri. Uh, you had middle of the race. You had 
you had the McLarens fighting each other, and they touch. And maybe that was what I was thinking. Yeah, about. yeah the McLarens. And it, well, I mean, there's there's a couple of close battles. That turn, that first turn, man, it, it's, it's it's so tricky. tough. It's tricky. You had, I mean, you had the McLarens touch each other, and that really cost Piastri's race. Yeah. Or no, excuse me, that was uh, Lewis and Piastri. Well, I they have a touch. note on that. Yeah, they touch. And that one, that one cost Piastri's race. He it didn't did. leave Lewis enough room. It did, but I mean, I think this was like just how classy Sir Lewis Hamilton is. After the race, he gets out of the car. He doesn't even go to his team. He goes straight to Piastri. Yeah. Yep. And you can hear him, and he said, "That one's on me. That's my bad." Yeah. Um, owned up to it. Apologized which, to him again after the race, which I don't think he needed to. No, I, I think, don't either. But I think that. Um, I don't know, just a classy gesture from Hamilton. Like right. it, it could have, I think. I think it was one of those things that could have been avoided by both drivers. And Hamilton, being the seasoned vet, was just like, "Bro, that's on me. Like, don't worry about right. it." And uh, that's on me. And the, just just taking the accountability. The Ferrari fanboy in me has wanted to hate Lewis Hamilton for a long time. But you can't because I he's so damn cool. I can't do it. I was I was looking at old. Or I watched an old episode of Top Gear when he was on. Yeah, and I'm like. My God, this guy's so humble, and he's so freaking cool. Like he is the only thing I've ever found that like that I really have a problem with is when he he complains to his engineers about the tires whenever his car is struggling. But I've told I've told you this for years. That is him. That's That's his way of dealing with it. He just gets on and he's like I think it's their their like unwritten bond that he's like I'm gonna complain. And just tell me it's going to be fine, right? And like he just has to say that, and then he focuses on the race. No, I mean you're right. I mean he ultimately, yeah. I, like I, after this race, I I didn't, you know, when I saw that that uh, that collision between him and Piastri, I didn't think that they, he needed to apologize. I mean, I'll say, just figures one of them racing deals, racing deals, but class but, move. Yeah, total class move. Uh, you know, late we had Leclerc and Sainz kind of battling it out for that last podium spot. And who was going to get it, you know, which Ferrari was going to get on the podium. It was super entertaining, you know. I mean, it was and, great. And Leclerc was right there. Sainz did a great job keeping him behind. Eventually, Leclerc locked him up. Honestly, if he doesn't lock him up, he would have plowed right into the back end oh, yeah. of Sainz. And it would have but ruined engin- both the Ferrari days. It would have. But I loved it. The engineer said, no worries. Go. Yeah. Fight. Yeah, there, there were, go, there were, go, go get there were it. no team orders. Yeah, it was no like, team orders. Just the, go figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. loved it. So, yeah. I, I, I mean, I know they gave those orders, but I still think in a situation like that, you got to think that Carlos and Leclerc are like, all right, let's try to get these points and, and win Formula 1.5. Well, yeah. Um, I think that they – and you can tell because when Leclerc locked him up, he knew that he if he didn't lock him up, he was going to hit Carlos. And it was going to ruin both days. And it was going to ruin both their days. Yeah. And, I, and I think that was the, that was the move from Leclerc. So ultimately, Max wins, sets the record for what is it, ten in a row? Yeah, yeah, ten in a row. Checo had a uh, Checo finishes second. We didn't really talk about him. He, uh, you know, ran it wide a couple times uh, into into a couple of the the the, the uh, chicanes. There were not a lot. There was not a lot of passing. Actually, not really. Second no. fewest, which surprised me. Second few fewest passes this year to Monaco, which is I mean. But one, do they count trip. the passing for everybody going by Yuki? No. Oh, poor Yuki. No, hey, Yuki Chef gets Yuki. A, Yuki yeah, gets a, DN, he's a to DNS. Open. Yeah, yeah, not even a DNF, mm-hmm. a DNS. That's like he gets a did not start. Chef Yuki. 
I've heard know, he I've heard he cooks for like everybody on yeah, the on the grid. I love and that he's like actually really good. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I, yeah, and I think he's you know I I hope he stays around. He's got a good personality. I love having him. No, I want him to open that restaurant. I want to go. I'd go. Yeah. Allegedly, that's his plan. I'm sure. Um. So we talked about Max winning, Perez second, Sainz is in third, Leclerc in fourth, uh, Russell and Hamilton finish fourth and fifth. Yeah. Finally, me saying Russell has to have a big weekend. He finally had it. He did. So he I can a, say it yeah. every week, but I'm right. I was right. No, he had a, he had a really, <laughs> he had a really good start to the race, and he just managed to kind of hang on to it and, and build off of that. It was really positive. Yeah. From that. Uh, yeah, he I mean, I he had a good weekend yeah. all around. This was, this was a um, this was a big weekend for him, I think, for confidence boosters because we've seen that he'll either have a good race or good qualifying, and it's been a minute since he's put it all together. It is. McLaren had a bad weekend, and I, and that <sighs> kind of surprised me. I thought that they would have a good weekend based on just Monza and the fact that they Aston Martin had a bad yeah, weekend. Aston Martin also. Had, I think I think if you put pretty much any other driver besides Alonso in, Aston Martin's looking at bottom of the bottom out of the bottom four two of the bottom four and i think alonzo's talent saved them getting some points yeah you know another guy who had a he he didn't finish in the points but had a good weekend is liam lawson, liam lawson. i had a note for that i'm so glad you brought that up i, I think agree. i think liam lawson is earning his spot in Formula One, and I think that it's unfortunate because I love Danny Rick. I don't think Danny Rick has a seat to come back to. I don't think so either. I think the broken wrist is gonna, you know, yeah. By the time the yeah, away from, by the time he comes one. back, I think it's Liam and, Lawson's. And at be, this point, Danny, don't even be a reserve driver. Come to IndyCar. Oh yeah, be that personality, right? You could I be mean, a superstar here. I know. I mean, you made it would your be money. So much fun. You're gonna you're gonna make a little less money, but. You could be like that guy in IndyCar. So, Danny Rick, I know you listen. Someone told me, a friend of a friend, that you listen. Come to IndyCar. Or not an IndyCar podcast. He, he would be so much fun uh, on, you know, driving if, for Andretti, driving for one of the McLaren seats next year. Um, you know, they I mean, could bring I, a drive remember, to survive to IndyCar. See, Maybe that's not Netflix, what IndyCar we'll needs. Get like, we'll get Hulu. Right. And uh, they'll do it. And if that's the case, we will give you guys a weekly update on how Danny Rick finished. Yeah. I, I mean, I, we would become, I'll tell you what, if Danny Rick becomes an IndyCar driver, we'd be a Formula year, Indy we, would, we would become an open wheel racing podcast. Formula Indy. We would go. Second great idea would, I've had right. combined Formula One and IndyCar. Right. Exactly. We would go into the open wheel business, and we would have you could be the Formula One guy, and I could be the IndyCar guy, and we would we'd be or opposite. I don't really care. But Formula I mean, One car versus IndyCar on Indianapolis. Who wins? Uh, IndyCar. IndyCar's got the top speed and the. Uh, but do you, but do you think they could tweak it to the Formula One car? They could probably tweak. I think the, it's too big. They, they could probably tweak the car. However. I don't think they could deal with the durability of running those engines at that at those revs those RPMs, for, yeah. at those revs for that long of time. I mean, Indy cars basically run Indy flat out. Yeah, full throttle. Yeah, the whole lap. I mean, they they don't shift. Also, the, the tire changing would the, the well because then F one would have to account for the fuel too. Yeah, Indy right. car for sure. In, I don't think you could change. I don't think you could tweak the F one car enough to make it. A competitor. The other aspect. It's too long. In every other way, the Formula One car is superior. 
But I mean, in every other way, at every other track, the Formula One car blows the right, so, car away. So but at, you think, at, okay, so you say that. Uh, streets of Detroit. Oh yeah, that Formula, Indy Formula One. You think so? Absolutely. I I don't higher, think way it's higher downforce. Way higher downforce. I think those cars are not durable enough to go over the intersections of downtown Detroit. I mean, those cars would snap in half. I think the thing is, you those have floors to, would be destroyed, and that is a big impact. Any cars like rough them up, don't care. The thing is, though, you'd have to look at it as if F one was involved, because and I only say this because look look at what's happening in Las Vegas right well, now. Well, yeah. So if F one is involved, but I'm just saying, if you took an F one car and Indy car right now, I don't right, think that right. But you would never. The my point is, you would never get an F one car on a on a rough track like that because F one would say no, repave the whole damn street, and we'll pay for it. Like they like they've just done in Vegas. Oh. Do you know that F one? You know you've been to Vegas several times. I've been a few. You've been to the Bellagio. I'm a veteran there. You've been to the Bellagio. The Bellagio. You've seen the fountains, right? Yeah. You know how there's trees in front of the fountains. I've been to the fountains. Like yeah. You know how yeah. there's trees. Those trees are all gone. Well, they're ruining a landmark. F one cut them. All, they made them cut every single tree down. I blame Christian Horner. So they they originally said we're going to relocate. The casino. Yeah, they said we're going to relocate the trees because of because it'll ruin those si- trees ended up in a scrap pile. They didn't relocate no, them. No, they they cut them all down. You know, they it's like it's like when the uh, the pest control comes and he gets yeah. the squirrel and he's like, "I'm going to relocate this animal yeah. to a, a good habitat." Uh, right. I'm going to relocate it to a bucket with some water in it. He shot it. Right. Yeah. No, the it, I mean it's actually kind of sad because I I the, the few times I've been to Vegas, the, the first time. I remember standing there, like under those trees, it was hot. You know, it's hot during the day. Well, that's why you don't go look at them during the day. You go at no, night. I go. I go. I would. I would during the day, and then I went at night too. Well, and then the last time I was in Vegas, I was staying at the Cosmo. We were in a. Suite and then one up time, you don't even know when you were there. I was I a few years deep. Who, but, who knew? But my point is, is that those trees were really cool in front of the the Bellagio, and now they're totally gone, and they're gone because of F one. All because Max drove through a casino. Yep. Yeah, I blame Christian all Horner. Because, uh, I mean, blame Liberty Media and all the rumor has that Max didn't like the look of those trees, so mm-hmm. Christian went out there with a chainsaw and cut them down. Probably didn't. Yeah, but they've, that was a, they've that was totally, a fake rumor. By they've the way. totally redone the strip. They've resurfaced that portion of the portion that they're going to be using for the race. You know who's going to be upset? Who? Bobby. Yeah, I bet he will. Bobby loved the strip the way it was. Anytime right. there was a change, that man would get so grumpy. Well, there's been a big changes now. Yeah. They've totally he resurfaced. He They've totally resurfaced it. They took the trees out in front of the Bellagio. I mean, it's not even Vegas anymore. Yeah, without those trees, what is Vegas? You're right. It's ruined. Oxygen, gone. Shade, gone. Yeah. All for you know. a race. Unbelievable. I, honestly, you know, I will say this. I would not want to go to that race. I love I, racing. I would. I would go if it were free. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Free. I'm not going to pay the money. I would not it. pay to go. To I'd rather go to. I think uh, that will be a horrible race. To I'd rather pay go to Coda. Absolutely. Or Montreal. Oh, co- um, absolutely. Coda. Or, hell, I'd rather go to Miami. I think Miami's got better viewing spots because it's I would a day rather race. Go to, like all the IndyCar races and Coda. If I had to go to a, a, a race here on in North oh, America, oh, like, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, if I could pick, if I could pick an IndyCar race, I'm thinking I'm going, or a North American race. I, you know what, Daytona 500 is sick. I've been a few times. Daytona's awesome. Indy 500. Indy would be good. Um, but if we're talking about like getting rid of the big ones, um, dude, I think IndyCar Long Beach would be fun. Long Beach would be a lot of fun. Um, um 
I think Streets of Detroit. Nashville would be fun. Nashville would be fun. Shit racing, but I think Nashville would be fun. Uh, Road America would be fun. Yeah. You know. Uh, dude, Gateway. Always Gateway a was fun. It's always a great race. Can't believe I missed um, it. Nonetheless. Where, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, any of those. I, I just, I feel like Vegas is going to be, unless. In the, Ve- Vegas is going to be, it's going to be a status thing. It's going to be it, a millionaire's. It it, it's going to be um, the Monaco of the North America. Yeah, well, and, that, and I think that's the goal. Well, yeah, because it pumps money into it, right? And I, but I think that it's also like a, if you're a, um, if you're not involved in a corporation or you don't have corporate tickets, it's going to be a disaster. It's not yeah. going to be fun. Yeah, we've we talked about it, but we we've drifted a long way away. We from the sure have. Right. So let's get back to that. We run out the top five. Uh, Red Bull becomes the first team to win 15 consecutive Grand Prix in a row. Because mm-hmm. um, he got Sergio Max. So uh, so that is neat. Um, Total Wolf, after the race, said Max's 10 in a row is irrelevant and just another number for Wikipedia. Right. Sounds you know what? Like, it's a little bit of a... It's a little It's a little butt sore. It sounds a little bitter to me. It's a little butt sore, but you know what? I don't disagree with him. Like, yeah, no one cares. who cares. Like, like, like the way that the season's going, it's like I think the Max diehards, like, like um, we we've met some Max diehards over the year. I was gonna specifically call out a few. We're not gonna go there, no, um, because I think they do listen. But um, I think they will celebrate it. Though they might paint it on their wall. But uh, for the rest of us F1 fans, no one cares. I it's, say- it's gonna be the Jurassic Park, the Newman, and I'm gonna call him Newman. But it's gonna be like, hey, look at me, see, see, nobody cares, nobody cares. Nedry. We got Dodson, Dodson. We've got Dodson here. Nobody Newman. cares. Nobody cares. It was Nedry. He was Den- He was Newman. Newman. But it was ah ah ah. He didn't say the magic word. You know, he had a picture of Oppenheimer on his computer. Okay, don't ruin this. Okay. <laughs> Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, I mean, I think you know, I think Total Wolfie's just upset, but I, I don't think he's wrong. Here's here's what I will say. I, as a fan who's experienced this, because when I, you know, I went through uh, 2001, well, really it was 99, 2000, and then 2001 as a huge Ferrari fan when I was in high school watching. Wait, you're still a huge Ferrari fan. Like not, you, say, but, you say like past right. tense. Like well, you but, but I'm talking be. about like as a Ferrari fan, like I went through 99 where... Schumacher came really close and didn't win it. 2000, Schumacher breaks his leg. Or no, 98, Schumacher comes really close. 99, Schumacher breaks his legs, doesn't win. Get you know, Had a car that could have beat McLaren that year, did not win. 2000, where he does win, and he does pull off, and it ultimately... But then 2001, and 2002, and 2003, and 2004, when... Ferrari had a car that was head and shoulders above. It wasn't. And and the thing is, and I want to tell everybody who's a Red Bull fan out there, enjoy it. Enjoy this. Because I didn't enjoy that time period with Ferrari enough. And I just thought, hey, you know what, this is boring. Like, I don't even have to watch. I well, just know Shumi's going to You know what, though? No, I, I, I don't want them to enjoy this. I don't. Because they cried the hardest. Actually, most of them weren't even Red Bull fans when, when, when Lewis true. was dominating. But the ones that were, I want you no, to No, I don't want you I to want enjoy it. Because you this. cried the whole time, and now you got the same thing, but now it's your driver. So I don't want you to enjoy it. Because you're, you're hypocritical. 
Right, but there, I mean, we know a few who were Max fans before this happened or who were Red Bull fans before he, you know, he sort of took a, before 2021, before that. Those are the ones that I think enjoy this because, I mean, look at Sebastian Vettel. Sebastian Vettel wins, dominates Formula 1 for four years in a row. Doesn't I shouldn't say dominate because two of those years were close. But he wins four championships, and then he never sniffs another championship again. Never comes close. Yeah. Well. You know, I mean, he, he goes to Ferrari, really doesn't get a chance. He goes to Aston Martin, really doesn't get a chance. Hey, could you imagine, though, right now, if they had Fernando and Vettel? Aston Martin. Sorry, I because I, I guess some news that's going to talk oh, about. Oh yeah, Martin. I mean that, no. If that they, would if be, they had those, yeah, two right what now. Seb would look like in that car. Well, the thing is, they wouldn't because Daddy wouldn't let. Well, I, we'll get to that, but I'm, but that's part of what I'm going to get to. So we'll, we'll we'll get to that in a minute. We'll talk about it. Yeah. So I want to continue on. Um, let's talk about driver of the day, forgettable forgettable driver of the day. Um, and that'll segue into the news that I want to talk okay. about with Aston Martin. So driver of the day. Do you want me to go first? You want to go first? You go first, but I think we're gonna have the same driver of the day. Carlos Sainz. Carlos Sainz, hundred percent. Carlos Sainz, incredible. It's phenomenal. phenomenal. I've, I've, I, five podcasts ago, I was talking so much shit on him, and uh, this dude has proven me wrong. You know, I think my actually, you know what? I was like, I was like sarcastically. Well, yeah, I talk a lot of shit. You did, and and I was he was ahead of. I was defending him sarcastically, mm-hmm. but it was backhanded. Um, dude, he was great. His whole you weekend. Know, his whole weekend was great. I'm going to come up with a little bit of a controversial, uh, forgettable drive of the day. Okay, I think that we're going to, well. No, I think we're, I think we're going to differ. Because well, mine is, but, but mine I is think, unconventional I, I think well. that from the start of it, though, like if you were just looking at it, we would have had the same one. But who is your forgettable? Checo. Checo. Finishes second, forgettable drive. I'll take that forgettable drive any day of the week. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, for me, it's like, you know, the guy... You're in a car that is so much more powerful than everyone else's. You're, I mean, second is really the bare, like, that's the bare minimum. But yeah, he, but, but he's he, not going to beat Max, though. But he did, he had really poor qualifying, qualifies fifth. He's been poor qualifying. I told all you, season. he likes to drive through and wave to his friends. But he's a friendly guy. It took him a while to get by Leclerc, get by Sainz, and then he had, you know, he locked him up a couple times. Yeah, how did he finish the race, though? Right, he finished second, but he's in, I mean, he's in a car that is sure. significantly faster. So, what was it? I mean, what did they say so in the DRS? It's 10 miles an hour so faster how did, than anybody else. where did Carlos Sainz start? Yeah, right, he finished third. Absolutely. Where did he, where did I mean, again, we've, we've established this. It's not the drivers, it's the car. Checo did not have a forgettable drive. I mean, I, in my opinion, I thought that he had, because... What more would you... Okay, well, so At I, least so twice, I'll, he went I'll, off the I'll, road... Yeah, but he and knows was he can. forced to give back but he knows up his he can, position. But he knows he can because he's got the car. Exactly. So like, why, that's what I'm saying. Honestly, why does he care? That's what I'm saying. Max could do the same but that, thing. That's what I'm saying. Max doesn't. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, because Checo knows he's not going to beat Max. Well, right. That's, so he's like... You're making my point. But, but like, it's saying. like it's like when you're playing Forza on easy and you just let the cars go by and you do a couple of donuts and you're like, all right, now I'm going to go try right. hard. Well, see, but that's what I'm saying is that... I mean... My thing is, is that if you have a car that is that much better, you should not be making these mistakes. So, okay, Checo so makes. so I, I hear what you're saying, but if he was not going to have a forgettable drive, like what could he have done to not be a forgettable drive? Let's look at it just uh, overall. I mean, finish first for me? No, I think it would have been finish second. But don't make the mistakes that he made throughout the race. But what does it matter though? Right. Okay. So that's my point. So so you that's my point. So you and I are, are both hockey guys. Yeah. So Sidney Crosby goes out. 
He gets three penalties. He finishes finishes the day a minus one, but he scores a hat trick and the team wins. Like, is it a forgettable is, game? But he's but, but they this, still got the this, win. This is a bad. This is a bad. No, but he but like he finished hockey, second. But he finished second on the team points. Because it would be like it would be like Crosby doing that, letting his temper get too much. We've seen against, before, but he goes out and he. But and he Crosby playing in beer league, doing that. But we okay. Because, so, so in the in, like, the in the example I'm saying because no, Red Bull's so far ahead of everyone else. In those in those dynasty years of the Penguins, they were that far ahead. Oh, no, and and you see him not like how it is with Red Bull, right. but like loses his temper, takes some dumb penalties, but still scores goals. They win the game. That's what Crosby did, but no one cared because it's because Crosby mm. they won the game and he scored points. Checo, who cares if he made some dumb decisions? If he would have finished but, third or worse, I would a hundred percent agree with you. That's my point. This will tie in a little later to something that I have to say that that now I'm not alone in feeling that Checo is, but I think that he has. I think that Checo has at time made some major mistakes, and I'm not saying he could have won the race. Maybe he could have fought with Max. I don't know. He wasn't going to win the race. I don't think Ever so. Ever since like week three, he's not going to contend for a race. But I think when you have a car that's that good, and you see, I mean, I don't, I don't believe you know. There's been a lot of talk that Red Bull has built their cars for Max, and that Checo is struggling because the car is built for Max. I don't believe that. I, I think that what we're seeing out of Red Bull and what we see out of Checo is that Checo is just, I, I mean, and, and I like I said, I mean, I picked Checo as a controversial driver, driver because the amount of mistakes that he made. It, did he have a good drive? Did he finish the best that he possibly could have? Yes. yes. However, the way that he got there for me you should have. He should have done it a lot cleaner. But see, the he made a lot of mistakes so, there, locking tires, missing corners. So I guess shit. that's I, what I, that's what I, mean. I see. What you're saying, but like he still salvaged a second place finish, which is damn good. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you see people that they get excited because they finish in the top five. Sure. So I don't know that it's necessarily a forgettable drive because he still finished second. He got the maximum amount of points right. that he could have. Right. We're talking about opinions here, man. I, I don't. Can't be I wrong. know. Hey, it's controversial. I, I mean, can't you can't wrong. be wrong, but yours is close. Um, my forgettable drive. Let's get on to mine. Um, I bet I, I think I know who yours, who yours is. Whose is it? Lando. No, it's not. Who is it? But it's. Oh, pre- but it should have been Piastri. No, but it's that's the one I would. It's that, very that was, no, 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 that no. Was the other one I was. Mine saying. is different. It's not controversial, but it is very obvious based on this podcast. Mine uh, was yeah. Lance Stroll. Yeah, and not for anything that he did. He was just so effing irrelevant in that race totally like you remove him from that race and the the standings don't change at all other than whoever was behind him which what he finished 18th or 17th they just bump up yeah he was so irrelevant and you're in that good of a car and you have that much money backing you and you have one of the best car sponsors on the grid like right and daddy's told you that you're the best it was just irrelevant he, he wasn't on any of the feeds. He didn't do anything exciting. No. There was nothing about his drive to where, like, if you removed him from that race, right. that anything changes or anybody notices that he was right. gone other than probably his dad. Oh, daddy, so, daddy would So know. there are races where, like, he finishes in the top nine and it's like, oh, you take him out and somebody else gets points. Like, take him out of that race, nothing. I nothing. Agree. And, totally agree. And it's not like a, a Haas or... 
uh, an Alpha Tori or an Alpha Romeo to where it's like you expect them at the bottom and they're going to be battling for those 10 to 15 finishes. Mm-hmm. Your teammate is what, second or third or fourth in the driver standings. Like you're just irrelevant. You are irrelevant out there. Mr. Irrelevant and not in a good way like Tom Brady. So that leads me to my next point or my next piece of news. Nico Rosberg had some interesting comments about that Lance Stroll needs to step away and that Aston Martin has hinted at that uh, he either needs to step away and find something else or they are going to overrule their primary funder and fire him. And I think they should. And I think they're doing... Ultimately, I think that they should too. They're doing him a huge favor by saying, we will let you find something else and leave on your terms. I say fire him. Because of what we're talking about, yeah. you got a guy like Sebastian Vettel who he is retired, but like you could put Danny Rick in for right. and, and do all better. kinds of players, all kinds of drivers that could step into that role and be way more successful with that stroke. car. Like Alonso's right. a good driver, but like he's not, he's not Max, he's not Lewis. Like he's a good driver. Well, so you get. A, I, th- I think Alonso has the talent to be there. He's sure. just not in the car. Like if you put Alonso in Max's car. Alonzo's battling Max for a chance. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But like, if you put any competent driver that's probably on the grid or that is sitting on the sidelines right now, they're finishing better than eighty-seven seconds down from the leader, right? Or from the car in front of him. Like, come on. Especially with a car that fast. If you look at him versus, and really, the easiest way to do this sort of thing with any driver is look at them versus their teammate because they're in the same, they're in the same equipment, right? So. And you look at how often and I th- Fernando has finished way ahead of Lance. And I think it's worse in this situation because his dad is the primary financial backing right. of the car. Where, like, when you look at, like, a Max and a Checo or a Lewis and right. G-Ross, is that it might be favoritism towards one driver for talent. In this situation, the favoritism is going towards the shittier driver. Right, just because, well, and, you know, and, you know, I listened to a really good interview, and I didn't know all this. It was uh, Joseph Newgarden was on uh, another podcast, a um, Dale Jr. download, and he was talking about how just political. I love the Dale Jr. download. I do too, but he was talking about how political F1 is, and he was talking about how, because I didn't know that Newgarden was in, like, Newgarden was coming to, he was in the pipeline to go into F1. I'm so glad he didn't. Well, he didn't. The re- reason he didn't is he just didn't have the connections that everybody else had. He was a champion in that GP two, like in that level. He never made it to F two, but he, but he was. He just never made it. Never made it up. So all great toss. Thank yeah, you. I need another um, there, guys. Yeah, he never made. It, he never made it. So he ultimately got an offer to drive an IndyCar, and that that took off for him. Um. But he's right. I mean, it is so political. It is such a political environment, such a political sport. And you you don't get these opportunities unless you have all the connections. It's not just, are you really a good, or do you have like, There's the a few that are really good. Right. Um, and I'm glad you brought this up because somebody asked Max about what his future after F1 would be. And it was kind of along those lines that he would want to start like an e-racing team or some other racing format outside of Formula One to give good drivers who don't have the chance at the financial funding or connections a chance to be successful racing car drivers. It's basically what Top Gear UK did the last season where they they funded a race team 
to give underprivileged kids a chance mm-hmm. to be a mechanic or be a driver or be some part of the team. Right. And they did very well. Just to see if they if they like yeah. And, and they did well. Yeah, for sure. So um so that was my big news. It was a little bit of a rant. Um, I know we're a little biased, and I'm, you know what? I'm sure Lance Stroll is a is a nice person. I'm sure he's a great guy, but like, it's it's time to go. You know what? Hey, Lance, come to come to IndyCar. You'll be humbled humbled yeah, a little bit. Don't, don't come to IndyCar. I don't want. To, I don't like him. He's a he's a he's a global name. Let ultimately, him come. ultimately, I would you know if he chooses to come to uh, IndyCar, yeah. I mean, I'd like to. That'd be fine. Um, Kind of switching gears here. We're talking about a little controversy and, and among teams. And Helmut Marco had some interesting comments. Dude, this guy too. doesn't shut the f up. He doesn't. He really like makes... he just runs so his mouth. Constantly. He does. So I mean, to the point. I, I really wonder what's going to come out of the. I'm going to tell. So he had a couple couple comments. The first one, I really wonder if some like there's going to be some consequences because he said, Checo has problems focusing because he's South American and he's unable to have to keep the amount of focus that a guy like Max is able well, to have. Let's unpack this for a little bit. First of all, helmet, uh buy a fucking globe. Yeah. He's not South Number American. One. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's North not. American. He's right. from Mexico. <laughs> yeah. So right. uh I just probably pushed us to the explicit. No. But no like, but seriously it's so it's right. so Stupid and insensitive, and, and I, I want to make sure that I, I want to make sure that I quoted him correctly because now that I think about it, I'm, I'm not sure that I, I know that I said he might have said you know Latin American or something like that, but it doesn't matter. That's an incredibly racist comment. Well, yeah. Either way, so that would be hilarious though if he did say South American. But either way, right. yes, you are right. That is a very insensitive comment, and yeah, that's that's. I mean, it's almost like him trying to get Checo to quit so he doesn't have to fire him. But now, like, if you fire... I kind of think that's what's going on. But if you fire Checo now after making those comments, like, there's a lawsuit written all over that. Right. And Checo's a good enough driver that I think that another team will pick him up and he won't be, like, black flagged from any other team because of this. They'll be like, yeah, come race for us and we'll support your lawsuit because F that guy. He did, uh, he did say... He did say South American. He said that his he's unable to keep his head in the game. Like or I'm paraphrasing in this part, but he's unable to keep his he has fluctuations. Is unable to keep his focus. Let me just read the exact quote because it's better. It's, it makes more sense. Checo has fluctuations because he's South American and his head isn't as focused as Max or Sebastian. Yeah. So so um, Sergio Perez is from Guadalajara, Mexico. Right. He's Mexican, which is north. So so there's a. Uh, there's the equator, yeah. and then there's uh, Central America, mm-hmm. which is in North America, technically. Yeah, still and there's Mexico. Right. Uh, and then Guadalajara is, you know, a little bit farther north. Right. And then there's the United States. Estados Unidos. I mean, I'm not a geography major, but did they redraw the lines? No, they sure oh, didn't. Okay, okay. No, so. Helen Marcus is an idiot. Okay. Well, I mean, so, but also that came out of that was he said... That he admitted that he was not 100% sure on Checo going going forward. And he's been talking a lot about Lando Norris. And that Lando Norris is a candidate for the other Red Bull seat. We might be talking about from 25 on. We could also see something to where he forces him out next year or the year after. Well, he did say that Lando was one of their candidates before they signed Checo. And the McLaren came in last minute and signed a big deal. But... At this point, I don't know that if that Lando would want to. I, I think it all depends on. I, I don't. 
I think you'd have a very hard time talking any driver out of that out of that seat just because you know that you have a chance to win a championship. That's, you, that's really you have a chance to win a constructors championship. You don't yeah, have a chance I, to win a drivers I championship. I don't know. I mean, I I think they might like. I don't want to knock Checo, but like if you take Lando and put him in that seat, or you take let's. I mean, the the obvious answer is take Lewis. You take Lewis and put him in that seat. Does is Lewis battling Max for a championship right now? Probably, absolutely. But I don't I think, think yeah, I don't I think, think that Lando Norris is that much better right now than Checo or he's battling him. Um, the other thing that I'm just thinking about from like a an individual standpoint, I'm Lando Norris and McLaren made a big investment in me being their primary driver. Yeah. Do you want to go take a backseat to to Checo? I don't know. I don't know. Or to Max, you mean? Yeah, yeah. To, to Max. Yeah, yes, I mean, to Max. No, Sorry, yes. It's cer- certainly a question. And yeah, I I'm all thrown off with the South American yeah. thing. It did, you know. Right. Anyway. Do we even have a South American driver in Formula 1 right now? I don't know. We're, uh, we're Do we have a- any Brazilians? I don't think so. I don't think so. Do we, we don't have any Argentinians. No Uruguayans. No According Peruvian. to Helmut Marco, though, we have no one. No Peruvians. But according to Helmut Marco, no we got one. No Ecuadorians. No Colombians. All right. But we got a Mexican. No. And that's South America. Uruguayans already. No Chileans. All right. Anyway, uh, we're running long here, man. For not even we're not even have a preview for next race, but we got sidetracked a little bit. So um I'm gonna wrap this up on the race. Hours after the race, though, Carlos Sainz was robbed. The robbers took his half a million dollar watch and apparently he chased him down and got his watch back. I know. I heard that. Driver of the day. Driver of the day. <laughs> Awesome. Absolutely, driver. Not even for the race on the track. It was the here's race a, to get his watch back. Here's the question: Do you think he had to use DRS to get that to to catch up to the guy to get his watch back? No, I don't think so. But like, also, so? like, two things: one, good for good for Carlos for like Absolutely. getting it back, but also like, you make a lot of money. Why would you even want to confront him? Like, honestly, if I'm in that situation, I'm like, take it, whatever. I mean, yeah, I, just, I, like, just, you know, I get yeah. it's a five hundred thousand dollar watch, but like. You make that much money, I'm sure he's got a sponsorship where they just send him a new one. Oh, yeah. I'd go to Dominicali and be like, hey, man, I'm missing a watch. I need a new one. Yeah. Right. Or I'm sure he's got it insured. But, hey, maybe it's got sentimental value. I don't know. I don't True. know the full story behind that. But that was just a quick note that I had. Um, next race isn't until September 17th for the Singapore GP. So we will mm-hmm. do our preview next week, not yep. this week. Did want to say, though, real quick before we get into that. Williams has teased a sweet golf livery for Singapore. I think we've we might, seen it though, right? Be, no, it's well, they've we've, teased and it's it's different than what we've okay. seen. Okay, well the drivers are wearing the golf or the the crews were, was wearing the golf. Yeah, um, it's gonna uh, be. I think, the, I think the car is gonna. I think the car might have it on there. And if it's like that, knows? if it's like the the powder blue and the orange, it's gonna be powder blue and orange. But I don't know. Sick. Like they're just showing like bits and pieces of the car and like. It looks awesome. I'm all for it. We'll make sure to talk about that before right. the race. Um, I don't really have anything else. Formula One. Uh, uh, well, slightly related to Formula One. Shout out to uh, Alex Pillow. Well, I was just going to say, we're not an IndyCar podcast. Well, right. We're not an IndyCar podcast. But, but let's talk about it. Congrats to Alex Pillow winning the championship. Wrapping it up. One hell of a season, man. It was a great season. I mean, phenomenal season from him. I also want to give a big shout out to Scott Dixon. Scott Dixon doing what he does best, where really, the last part of the season, yeah. 
he did jumping up and trying to he make did. it interesting. Um, also, shout out Joseph Newgarden. Hell of a battle throughout the season. Um, this was really a, this was a great IndyCar season. It, you know, it, we're looking at an IndyCar season that's wrapped up a ra- one race before uh, Monterey, which is I think it's next weekend. Yeah, and marbles on the track. Yeah, we've got. It, it's wrapped up. It's totally. It's totally settled. The championships are all wrapped. Well, up, the championship but, but is still, but, but, but it's still super. But it's still been a crazy, entertaining year. It has been, but I think like second through fifth are still undecided. Um, like Scott Dixon's in second, but I think Newgarden can beat him. I think. I think. I thought I saw that if like Dixon doesn't finish and Newgarden wins, he could overtake second. It's, yeah, he might be. I mean, it's a pretty big jump, but from Newgarden to award. New Garden to award is not many. That's nine points from New Garden to award. Third to fourth, from fourth to fifth is thirteen points to Scott McLaughlin. Marcus Erickson's right there, fifteen points behind McLaughlin. There's going to be a big shakeup. It's up a in the top fairly time. decent jump. It's 30, 30 points from Erickson to Will Power, and then Christian Lungard. Not a great season from Colton Herta, man. I thought, I mean, there was a period of time when I thought Colton Herta could have been the best actual driver. Two years ago, Colton Herta was the... He was a golden boy. of Fastest growing driver, yeah. and maybe people saw something about him not getting his F1 license that we didn't see. I don't know. Could have just been a down year. Sure. He's had a lot of good seasons, but also... Sure. This has been one of the most competitive IndyCar seasons we've seen in a long time. So, like, but it really did has, he have a bad yeah. season, or was it just that it yeah. like everybody else had a really good season and he was just his normal self? Right. Ganassi, Ganassi had a great year. Penske had a great year. Andretti has had a great year. Uh, you know, Rogro is Grosjean's leaving uh, IndyCar next year. Ultimately, I kind of feel like he's. He's kind of talked a lot of crap about IndyCar on the well, way out, like, too. Just kind it's of the kind last of... few weeks, which is ridiculous because it's yeah. a, a racing format that revived your career. And also, where are you going to go? I think he's going to endurance racing. I would stay in IndyCar. Like, I, I, I love would, I love but, endurance racing. Yeah. Like, Le Mans, Daytona, Silverstone, like the 24 hours, 24 sure. hours, 12 hours in those orders. I love those racing. But, like, if you're a driver and trying to stay relevant, you right. know. I don't know. Maybe he saw what uh, Antonio Giovinazzi did with the Ferrari car, and he wants to go have a part of that with a French car. I don't know. I think he's. I think he just honestly is just a European guy, and he wants to go back home. I mean, I, does I'm, does Bugatti I, even like race in endurance racing? I don't know. I, I just think, dropped I a French thing, but like, do they? I don't know. Well, Bugatti's not French. I thought Bugatti was a French car. I thought Bugatti's Italian. Yo, I I could be way off here. Let me look it up real quick. Let me look. Like if I had to put money on it, I would say that. Oh, well, it's Bu- developed in Germany. Look at that. Although it is, <laughs> it is Bugatti Chiron, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's one of the cars. So Bugatti German is a German is was Bu- a German then French manufacturer. Bugatti is a French company that was founded in 1909, but it's a German car. So I, I would say I was more right because there's no Italian in there. It's your Bugatti, Italian-born French automobile designer. Yeah, but so the, the answer is the company's French. It's all of them. <laughs> I think the that, Bugatti name think, is an Italian I think, name. I think when you search by region, Bugatti comes up as a French car. I think it's claimed. The company was founded in Alsace, though, which is, I think that's you know, I mean, it's, it's technically Germany, I guess, is 
now where it is. I mean, well, and then you get on you get on these websites. Bugatti isn't French; it's a global brand. Well, that doesn't help me. No. It anyway, um, this this might be one of our longest podcasts, and we don't even have a race to do after this. So, anything the else? Headquarters is in France right now. Les incompetents. S'il vous plaît. Kevin. I, I know what You're that such means. A disease, yes. Kevin. Kevin. You're at the French call Les Incompetents. Anyway. Kevin, you're such a disease. Nice. Home Alone reference. We mm-hmm. reference a different movie other than... We do. We could do a movie podcast and it would be very entertaining. We did do a movie podcast. It was very popular. Right. It was, was. You're absolutely right. Should we just um, should we just re-release that one and we drink at the beginning? No, I'll tell you what, we should, what I'm really thinking we should do, though, is... So, this Christmas is a is a the Ferrari movie. Enzo. Ferrari movie. If you get me... I'm kind of Takuma like, Sato signed picture no, that's no, no. still sitting in this freaking Oh my bed. god! So I I was at the IndyCar race and I ran into him and it, did like, you say sorry? No, no, no. Like he was. I, for, Come on, that was a dad joke right there. <laughs> it was. There was there was a very large contingent of um, media following him. Japanese media following him, and I really couldn't get close to him. But did I was he? like, man. I want, not only do I, I had, I was going to get something signed for you, but I was going to get a picture for you of me and him. That's what I wanted. He was the only driver that I was like, I want a picture. You know what would have been like the biggest, like the backhanded thing is that if you would have got him to agree to come do an interview and I would have had to like sit down and been like, if that would have been with, you mean with two time Indy 500 champion with like 72 time wrecking into people for no reason i tell you you know what was crazy I about you to get Will what was crazy you next year you and i are going in the indycar race we're going we're getting those pit passes the pits were lousy with elio castro nevis i mean i couldn't throw a dead cat and not hit elio he was whoa, everywhere whoa, whoa, whoa peter might get on his you dropped f-bombs and i throw no, my dead cat I mean, peter's gonna a, be all that's over that's a saying i don't you, think you can't it is. swing a dead cat and Careful, your mic. You can't swing a dead cat and not hit Elio. He was everywhere, man. It, Wait, like, what does Elio have against dead cats? Nothing. Does he not? I mean, saying, like, I'm allergic to I'm cats. I'm just so. saying that I would, like, I would be walking from one end to the other, and I'd be like, oh, there's Elio. And then I'd go, like, I, I would, like, walk up to the up to the pits. And, and, like, so you went to the I'd pit like, races. Excuse me, Elio. And you carried a bag of dead cats. Yeah. that's what, No, it's a saying. You've never heard that? I mean, I wasn't born in the nineteen, like early nineteen hundreds. No, was that a saying, saying in the you can't civil? Swing a dead cat. Was that like a civil war thing? Did no. you guys fight with dead cats? I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah. I put them on the bayonet. It's like biological warfare. You know. I don't even know where to go from that. Right. I will say that we are. I'm just saying we are well over an hour now. I saw Elio everywhere I went. There's right. Polo right there. There's some IndyCar right well, did there. Did you on find the Will Power? Oh, Laguna Seca is this weekend. We're wrong. It's not next week. It's this weekend. No, there's that. I did see Will Power. Well, we were kind of like I, we I were... did get I did get Will to sign a, a something for me. So yeah, it was, did it was you ask time. him why he liked our Batman podcast? Reference. I did not. Uh, I, I know this is two was, weeks in a row. He I've was asked in the this. middle of yeah. And I'll, I'll answer the same that I answered then. He was he was uh, running back and forth between media obligations. It was right before. Not it was kind enough. of a it was not kind of enough. a goofy. Um, a goofy time because there's nothing goofy about him liking our podcast. No, what was goofy though was the fact that 
qualifying got moved from Saturday to Sunday, so well, everything yeah. like was compressed on Sunday. So they really didn't have. So you're telling same. me that Elio and Takuma, they they were fine, but Will wasn't. Yeah. Is this the dead cat thing? No, okay. no. I mean, Will was Will was Will and Scott McLaughlin were like back and forth. Well, all listen, the time I don't, don't want to. I don't want to beat a dead cat about this, but right. Is that the saying? No, it's dead horse. Ah, I think in this situation, it's the, to beat a the dead saying cat. is you couldn't swing a dead cat and not hit. That's a, something that they. The, the I feel like you're of, getting this mixed up with like I'm the not, like the I'm Kevin not, Bacon thing. I'm not. Do you yeah. want me to Google it? I'll Google the dead. I don't cats. want you to. I please don't Google the dead Google cats. You're connected right to no, my Wi-Fi. Hold on. You can't swing a dead cat. Let's let's. See. Do you have anything you want to talk about? Well, I want to talk about you. Can't no, swing we're not a dead talking cat. about dead cats. Don't make me do this. You can't swing a dead cat. Where's the you shouldn't because I think that's just that's just gross. Like Uh, I think that's like a sanitary. Hold on. Also, it's very disrespectful. Do you you want to know what it is? Listen, this. Hold on. That's like a house. The origin of the phrase probably was probably not rim to swing a cat o' nine tails, which means it is yet another saying that dates from when uh, dates from the age of sail. Like you would be amazed at so how you, much of our language, how many phrases or sayings so that we have. So you have a cat with nine tails. Do you know what a cat of nine tails is? No, I wasn't born in the seventeen hundreds. Cat of nine tails is what they used to flog sailors who were misbehave on the. It's it's a whip with nine whips on it, or didn't maybe didn't always. Where where you are going down? You didn't know what you don't. I'm surprised you didn't know this. Are you? Are you are you? In I learned about this like in middle school, man. Well, yeah, but you went to middle school in seventeen forty three. No, it was like because I was reading. I forget what story it was. I think it was like Mutiny on the Bounty or one of those stories. And they, well, yeah, but you guys you got your stories like they would send no. carrier pigeon, and then like nine years later, you found out that a war was won. Look, I think most people know what a cat of nine tails. Uh, well, I don't think most people swing Anyways, dead cats around. You can't swing a cat of nine tails, which yeah, is think, a log. I'm flog, gonna, you've heard of flogging, hey, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say you should never swing a dead cat. You've you've heard of flogging, right? I'm gonna end this podcast. You know, no, don't that's what I'm saying. Anyways, the the amazing thing is if you ever really start to research our language and the sayings that we have, the amount of them that come from sailing it would astound you. How do I recover from this? You don't. I don't think so. You know what? I'm sorry that I'm teaching you things. It's irrelevant. No, it's you not. are Lance strolling this podcast. No, I'm not. Take it back. That's I will. I will quit and not do this if you don't take that back. You know what? You don't. Have to I'm quit. mad now. Now I'm mad. Be like Lance Stroll. No, and quit with your dignity. No, I mean I might. Lance won't because Lawrence is gonna run that team into the ground. Go right. get his other brother, like Tim Stroll or or Tim. <laughs> Tim Stroll. <laughs> is that actually his brother? I don't know. I have no clue, but it'll be like Lance and Tim. <laughs> Belgian, Canadian. Yeah. Lance and... Indianans. You're right. Lance and Tim. <laughs> All right. All right. That was a random tangent. I think we it should was. end it there. Can't swing a dead cat without that tangent. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, we'll talk to you all next week. Yeah. See ya!